Hello, Incredible One. Welcome to the Incredible Factor Business Podcast, the place to be to grow a business that shakes the planet. I'm your host, business growth coach, Darnielle J. Harmon. Join me each week for inspiring stories, powerful interviews, and business growth strategy to help you experience abundance in your life because of your business. Oh, and one more thing. On this podcast, I'm going to keep it all the way real with you about the good, the bad, and the incredible of entrepreneurship. But don't worry, it's all for your good so that you can build a business that funds the life you crave. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, incredible one. Darnielle here, excited to welcome you back. This episode is powered by the Breakthrough Tour. We are pulling into Atlanta, Chicago, Washington, D.C., and Delaware this March 2019. If you are tired, I mean, really tired of sitting in struggle and ready to strut insignificance, visit BreakthroughInBusinessEvent.com forward slash tour to learn more. In our last episode, we talked all about the Breakthrough Blueprint. As a result of my own business breakdown in 2016, if you did not listen into that episode, go back and listen. There's some amazing nuggets in there as I am fully transparent and share with you what was going on in my life around the time that I created what is today called the Breakthrough Blueprint. Now, have I told you that I love music? I mean, really, really love music. And as I think about this episode and what we'll be talking about this time around, I can hear Alexander O'Neill. Give you a minute to just cue into Alexander O'Neill and his music. I can hear you're a fake baby. Y'all know that song? It's starting to play in my mind. This time around, we are talking about another culprit that can have you tripping in your business. We're talking about the imposter syndrome. Who, me? How many times have you been caught by the imposter syndrome? I can think of three distinct times that the imposter syndrome has caught me with my pants down, if you will. I remember feeling like a fraud, like someone was going to figure out that I was not as brilliant as I was claiming to be. The very first time I was in corporate America and I had just gotten my second promotion in 11 months. So I started in corporate as a 217, which is entry level customer service, answering the phones. I then um, posted a job in credit, which was a 219 position. So that was an instant bump. And then while I was in credit within a year, I became a personal banking officer. And then right after becoming a personal banking officer, 11 months later, I became a senior personal banking officer. So that was literally two promotions inside of 11 months. And I felt like everyone knew my secret. In fact, they looked like they knew my secret. And it took me years to really get out from under that shadow. Every time I got promoted, every time I got picked for a special project, every time I was put on some special committee or invited to be part of some management or leadership development program, it would pop up for me again. And I really struggled with seeing myself the way God saw me. I would have never back in those days ever even conceptualized that that would be the difference, that I didn't see myself the way that God saw me. I mean, the truth of the matter is, 
I was brilliant. I did graduate at the top of my class from the University of Delaware. I did go to college on a full academic scholarship. I was brilliant, but I struggled with whether or not I really was brilliant. And that was just the first time. So before I tell you about the second and third time that I can remember the imposter syndrome really jacking me up, let me back up for a second because I'm getting a little ahead of myself. And let me define the imposter syndrome for you. The imposter syndrome was actually a term that was coined by psychologists Suzanne Imes and Rose Clance, I hope I'm pronouncing their names correctly, to describe women who were successful but didn't feel successful. They thought their success was a fluke due to good luck but didn't have anything to do with their abilities or efforts. Is this sounding familiar, resonating with you? Now we know that men also experience the imposter syndrome, but when it was first coined, it was really about women. I think that the self-doubt that the imposter syndrome creates for you is really driven by fear that the truth will come out and everyone will find out that you're not as great as you thought you were. You're not as incredible as you thought you were, right? The frustrating thing is that everyone who experiences the imposter syndrome thinks that they're the only one who is having these insecurities. That's the crazy thing. But the truth is, I think at some point in time or another, we have all felt or might feel insecure. Some of us might be just more self-aware, and as a result, we can identify it more quickly and then get away from it more quickly. So the second time, let's talk about the second time I felt the imposter syndrome. It was 2008. No, actually it wasn't 2008. I was quitting my job. I was literally about to quit the job. So that was in 2004 when I was walking away from the job and I, you know, I made this ceremonious gesture to my manager at the time, Carolyn Morgan, and told her that I was leaving. I wasn't born to sit behind someone else's desk. I was, you know, I was superwoman in every stretch of the imagination. I was feeling powerful. I was feeling poised. And as soon as I submitted it, I was like, oh my gosh, what have I done? What have I done? You fool. Why did you quit your job? I started talking down to myself. I started telling myself that I was going to fail and, and they would know it and they would laugh at me. Oh my gosh. And then the next time was in 2008 and I was just starting this business. <sighs> I knew that I needed to figure everything out. And I was so wet behind the ears. I was so nervous. I was no way in the world that when I looked at what I was going to have to do in my business, right? What I was going to need to charge in order to maintain the lifestyle that I had become accustomed to yo, there was no way in the world that I could convince myself that I was good enough for that. And so you know what I did? I lowered my rates. I charged peanuts. I literally stepped over dollars to pick up pennies in my business because I thought that that was all that I was worth. And then the next time, I remember that was 2010 and I was filing bankruptcy. And I was like, they, they, they'll know it now. They're going to put it in the paper and everyone's going to know that this whole time I've been a fraud. It's just crazy how we self-doubt and how we talk crazy to ourselves, right? When I, I remember thinking back to when I was starting this business and 
and sending the car back and deciding to, to just go full throttle in this business and being scared, not scared, scared. You guys know what I'm talking about. So afraid that all of the positive cell talk I had spoken over myself over the years in between the bouts of the imposter syndrome, it just, it didn't sustain me. So now that I've outed myself, that I too have struggled with the imposter syndrome, and I'll be honest, I haven't struggled with it since 2010, 2011 was probably the last time I really struggled with it. Now I'm able to stand boldly and confidently in who I am and what I bring to the table. And my goal of this episode is to help you to do the same, right? So the imposter syndrome, again, it's when you downplay your incredible factor and live in fear of being exposed as a fraud. Now note that the imposter syndrome has been linked to a psychological pattern. I am not a psychologist. I do not play one on TV. But what I'm hoping to do is to give you some insight because there are things that you can do now to be able to shift your energy whenever you're feeling like an imposter. Okay? Now, you have to know that whenever we are talking about the imposter syndrome or even the need for the breakthrough blueprint, like we discussed in the last episode, we are talking about the six inches in between your ears. In fact, in case you haven't guessed it or if I haven't told you yet, 95% of your success or the lack thereof is tied to the six inches in between your ears. And you might be suffering from the imposter syndrome right now if you have a lack of self-confidence, if you feel anxiety, if you doubt about who you are, what you bring to the table, what you've done or what you can do, if you ever speak negatively over yourself or you feel inadequate, if you find yourself dwelling on your past mistakes and not feeling good enough, those are all signs and symptoms of the imposter syndrome. But again, Incredible One, please know that you are not alone. You are not alone. You are not the only person who struggled from or will struggle from this. And it comes from self-sabotage. I have come to learn in, in the work that I've done with clients, as well as a lot of the, the books that I've read around mindset, because I've done extensive work around it, people with the imposter syndrome tend to have low self-confidence and they live with the fear of failure. They are experiencing a constant inner battle, and that battle is between them achieving success and doing what they said they were going to do and being found out that who they really are isn't who they really are. The struggle is constant for people who really struggle with it, and it prevents many people from ever reaching their full potential. Fear keeps them stopped. This is part of the reason why when we are at the breakthrough in business live experience, we kill your inner seven-year-old. I know I talked about that a little bit. We, get, we have a funeral for your inner seven-year-old. Let me say it a little nicer. Um, because nine times out of 10, these inadequacies come from when you were a child. I can remember when I was a child being compared to my father by my mother. I can remember when I was a child being told as much as I was told that I could do anything I wanted by my teachers at home, I was constantly told that I couldn't do anything right. And as a result of that dichotomy, just being twisted and turned around and not sure what was the truth. 
but it does not have to be that way, incredible one, but it is going to take work. You're going to have to do your work if you want to stop feeling like an imposter. I know in my own circumstances, all of the times when I really struggled with who am I, do I deserve this? It was really as a result of me not understanding who I am and whose I am, right? And so you've heard me share parts of my story that I'm not even supposed to be here, right? So the fact that I'm not supposed to be here should have been reason enough for me to never doubt who I am and and if I'm good enough. But it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And so you're going to have to do your work. And what I want to share with you is just some of my favorite ways to unearth the imposter syndrome. Because I know that until you get a handle on it, it will continue to plague you. And remember, fear is never going to completely go away. Fear was created by your ego to lead you to believe that where you are in that moment is your safe place. So it's never going to completely go away. It's always going to be looming in the background, but the more confident and self-assured you become, the less likely those fears will stop you from taking the actions you most need to take to get what it is that you want. So I want you to think about who you are and the, the dreams that you have. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is from Proverbs. I think it's Proverbs 3. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, what I believe that scripture is saying is that if you see yourself the way God sees you, if you have a relationship and connection and are in alignment with him, the desires that you have, he will place them in your heart. So your desires will never be absent from the God that is within you. That's the way I see that scripture. And because I see it that way, I know that whenever I felt like an imposter, whenever I felt like I wasn't good enough or I couldn't do it or they were going to find me out, I was not delighting myself in the Lord. Because if I were delighting myself in the Lord, there's no reason that I would ever be concerned or confused by what is possible for me. Does that make sense? And so I just want you to be thinking about how you can raise your deserve level and see yourself the way that God sees you so that as a result, you can focus in on never allowing your inner incredible snatcher to keep you from doing what you most need to do in order to shake the planet, right? And remember, your inner incredible snatcher was designed, was sent to negate all confidence that has been earmarked and reserved for your success. That's what they were sent to do. Your ego wants to lead you to believe that where you are in that moment is your safe place, that by thinking you are a fraud, you're actually helping humanity. But that is a lie. That is a lie from the pit of hell. And you have got to see yourself differently. You have got to realize that you are amongst God's most amazing creations. In fact, when he created you, he was showing the world what incredible looked like. That's how bad you are. And you have got to steep in that. You have got to stand firmly and flat-footed in the belief that who you are right now is more than enough. And when you believe it with every fiber of your being, you will stop sabotaging your efforts. You will stop allowing low confidence to keep you from taking the actions you most need to take. And you'll put fear where it needs to be. 
in its proper place so that you can go out and do the work you were called to do to shape the planet. So here are some of my favorite ways to unearth the imposter syndrome. You have to speak life over your life, right? Uh, another favorite scripture also in Proverbs says that life and death lie in the power of the tongue. So you have got to speak life over yourself. I love thinking about it this way. You have to say what you seek until you see what you said. You have to speak life over yourself. Whatever it is, you have to speak life over yourself. Even if you first start speaking it in a shaky voice, you need to keep speaking it until your voice is booming. You have to stop comparing yourself to others. Again, I'm going to invite you to go back to episode number six, Comparison is for the Birds, and listen again because you need to stop comparing yourself. When you stand flat-footed and boldly and confidently in who you are and what it is you do, there is no one who can hold a match to you. You've got to practice gratitude. There is no fear when you are grateful. Find time to be grateful every single day. Spend time in gratitude. From the moment your feet hit the ground in the morning until the moment your head hits the pillow at night, find reasons to be grateful. Being grateful is asking God to bring you more of those experiences. Isn't that beautiful? Every time you express gratitude, you invite God to bring you more of an experience like that. You're going to have to stop trying to be a perfectionist. Perfectionists have been known to struggle with the imposter syndrome. There's no such thing as perfection. I remember when I was in Mary Kay, there was a national sales director. Her name was Joanne Barnes. And she said, it does not have to look good. It just has to get done. That is kicking the perfectionist syndrome to the curb. Just get it done. Get it done. Done is always better than perfect. One of my favorite things that I like to do, that I like to keep, and that I like to have clients keep are accomplishment journals. So I think we feel like imposters when we don't remember what we've done. I remember I used to uh, belong to this church, and the pastor used to say, just take a look over your shoulder and see where you came from. So in that same grain, I'm asking you to take a look over your shoulder and see what you've accomplished. What have you done that you are probably downplaying that is truly noteworthy. Like, did you graduate from high school? Do you know people don't graduate from high school? Did you graduate from college? Do you know that people don't finish college? You know, did you start your own business? Do you know that people don't start their own business? Did you write a book? Do you know that everyone, there's so many people who want to be authors, but so few people who do it. I think only 2% of the people who want to be an author actually become one. Did you change anybody's life? Like every client you've helped, create an entry in your accomplishment journal about what you've helped that client to do. And whenever you're feeling those moments of inadequacy, go back and read your accomplishments. You will instantly be infused. You will be given so much power. And then the other, you've heard me talk about this one before, is the wall of fame. Create your wall of fame. Put your success on display as a constant reminder of who you are and what you've accomplished. You have to, here's another one, accept praise. It's so tempting to just minimize and downplay who you are and what you bring to the table. But just accept it. Just say thank you. Just say thank you. Thank you is the only response to being given a compliment. Write that down. Thank you is the only response to, be, get, to being given a compliment. People, if they're giving you a compliment, they're not trying to be nice. 
They're telling you the truth. They're le leveraging their experience with you for you. They're becoming a mirror of, for, of the greatness that you've been for them. Another thing you can do to unearth the imposter syndrome is surround yourself with people who edify you, people who lift you up, people who see you in a state that is greater than yourself. Do not despise these people. I can think back over my life, many instances when there have been people who have seen me greater than I saw myself and their belief in me was enough to inspire me to see it for myself. I think about Ms. Dixon, my fifth and sixth grade teacher, who taught me my purpose. She literally is the reason why I use words to change the lives of other people. Ms. Dixon, she saw promise and potential where other people saw angry black girl. She could be a mirror for me. She was a mirror for me. I owe my life and who I am this day to Ms. Dixon. You've got to surround yourself with people who edify you. I think about Mr. Cook, my high school guidance counselor who saw more in me than I saw in myself. Listen, I was born in the projects and although I've never been from there, there are times when I'm reminded of the lack. I was reminded of the lack in my life as a teenager in high school. I didn't think I could go to college. And I, it's interesting, I think about that all the time now. I never, ever once thought about getting student loans. Never, never once, it never dawned on me. I'm grateful that it didn't because I know plenty of people who are still paying on student loans but I never thought about getting student loans. And so although I applied to a lot of colleges at the help of Mr. Cook, because he saw me greater than I saw myself, I, oh, I went to the University of Delaware because they offered me a full scholarship, room and board, academic, everything. I mean, I even got a computer. Like it was, it was amazing to have Mr. Cook in my life and for him to edify me and to constantly remind me who I was, right? And when you do a quick review before I give you the last two, when you say what you seek until you see what you said, stop comparing yourself to others, practice gratitude, give up being a perfectionist, create and maintain an accomplishment journal and a wall of fame, accept praise graciously and surround yourself with people who edify you, you incredible one will own your incredible factor. You'll own it. You'll be able to stand firmly and flat-footed in who you are, never wavering, striking that power pose of who you are and what you bring to the table. No one will be able to hold a candle to you because you really are that brilliant. Yes, you are. And the last way that I love to teach people to unearth the imposter syndrome is to get yourself a theme song. Get you a song that makes you feel invincible whether it's Katy Perry, Firework or Roar, or the Gap Band's Outstanding, regardless of the song, find a song that raises your vibration, that reminds you who you are and whose you are, and invites you to stand firmly and flat-footed confidently in your gifts and talents so that you can shake the planet. So the next time you ask yourself, who, me? And you feel the imposter syndrome popping up, I wanna remind you that who you are is powerful, incredible. When God created you, he was showing the world what incredible looked like. He was showing off. He did his best work on you. And if you've been brought to it, it's because you deserve it. Remember, 
it, the invitation is your validation. You are validated in the fact that someone else is seeing you for who you really are, powerful, poised, incredible. Ride that wave, incredible one. It feels so good to know how good you are. And trust me, you are amongst the best whoever did it. Allow this to hold you and keep you comfortable until we meet again. I'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Incredible Factor Business Podcast. I'd love to help you grow a business that shakes the planet. Get started today by joining our exclusive community at sixfigurecashflowclub.com. And if you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, you deserve a business that funds the life you crave. Take care.